your hour of Thrive Time begins now with your host, Jay Maney, on the Jay Maney Talk Show. Good day, everyone, and welcome once again to the Jay Maney Talk Show. This is Jay Maney, and you have now entered your hour of Thrive Time. If you're visiting our show for the very first time, I've got to tell you something. You have arrived at the right place at the right time for the right reason because we are continuing a narrative of how do you prep and pivot and position for a prosperous 2023. Try saying that three times. <laughs> you have arrived at the right place and we're going to have a fantastic program for you today. I am going to continue to help you understand how you can Take advantage of information and mold it, implement it, customize it in a way that's going to help you thrive this following year and the year after and the year after. You know, for those of you who might be listening to this program two, three, four years from now, we are now in the second Sunday of December, the airing of this show. 2023, but you might be listening to this program 5, 10, hell, 20 years from now. You're going to find that this message is as relevant whenever you hear it 5, 10, 15 years from now as it is today because there are some principles, there's some habits, there's some disciplines that do not change over time. And today's program is going to highlight that, but we're going to do things a little bit differently. I'm going to highlight some of those uh, that information that I'm referring to, but we're going to do things a little bit differently today uh, because I like changing things up. There's nothing wrong with changing things up, guys, right? If something is working, you keep at it, but to keep content fresh and entertaining, you got to change things up, right? That's what life is all about. So today we're going to address this content, but in a way that is based off questions that many of you have asked me over the last four or five months. In fact, I got to be honest with you, I need to slap myself a little bit uh, because I've not been as on point as I should have been. So here's a confession with keeping up to pace, keeping up to par with the emails with the questions, with the comments that many of you have sent me, even though I did ask for them. <laughs> so you have to, you'll have to forgive me on this, my friends, because I know that many of you have asked questions. In fact, some of you have asked questions uh, three months ago, four months ago. And the only way I know that is because you send me a second one saying, hey, I asked you this question three months ago. <laughs> so we're going to address some of these questions today, not only because you have sent them, but because I also recently, over the last couple of weeks, put out a poll, put out questionnaires, put out surveys to many of you that are my followers on my platforms, to many of you that are my listeners, and you've responded generously with a number of questions, comments, and, and thoughts that I thought were so intriguing and so fascinating that I wanted to compile the responses from those polls and the questions that you have, have provided, uh, along with the questions from others who have sent me their questions, uh, you know, again, three or four or five months ago. So it took me a little bit of time to compile these, but I think you're going to like the end result. Because these questions are questions that I'm sure many of you would either ask or are asking already. So you're going to find that these questions are probably something that you either should be aware of or would probably want to know about already. So we're going to dive into that in a few minutes in our first two segments of the show. Then we're going to bring up one of our former guest who's returning to our program today, and we're going to have a chance to replay one of our most popular segments over the last two years. You're going to love this woman. She's amazing. We're going to have her wrapping up our program today, but I want you to know if you've not had a chance to check out my prior shows, you can go to my radio talk show site, thejmamietalkshow.com. You can find all of my previous episodes. You can find out who was on, what we talked about, and how to get direct access to the recordings, to the rebroadcast either there or through your favorite podcast platform. I'm all over the place. You can find me there as well. And let me encourage you, check out my regular site, the jmamietalkshow.com, especially right now. I've got books and I've got blogs, I've got videos, but I also have all of my merchandise that has been marked down for the holidays. You will find out when you get to my site. Many of you have already taken advantage of my books, my mugs, my posters, all of my merchandise that has inspirational, thought-provoking 
action-stoking content. And I know many of you because you send me the pictures on Facebook and LinkedIn, and I love it. So go to my website, The Jay Mamie Talk Show. Find your last-minute gifts there, I promise you. Very different from what you might be already giving or certainly something that the receiver will find as a very intriguing, interesting, fascinating, and they're going to love that gift because it's going to help them to become sharper and take action because of those thought-provoking words and phrases that are on that merchandise. Now, let me get to my questions. Now, I'm going to give the name of the person, uh, the first name of the person and where they originated, where they originate from, because my show is listened to all over the world, uh, and I want to give credit to those who have sent me some good questions. Now, I want to let you know, we're going to start in this segment with three. We're going to wrap up the second segment here in, the, in this particular aspect of the show and the following segment with three more. But these are the six topics that we're going to talk about today that as I looked at all these questions, they generally were in this area. I just happened to pick the best that I think made the most sense to bring on air. But the questions are related to relationship. I wasn't surprised. Happiness, losing weight, <laughs> losing weight, four, leadership, five, sales, and six, entrepreneurship. And when I think about these topics of these questions that were proposed to me, uh, a lot of these topics have been discussed on the show for the last two and a half years. And that's why this show has been such a success for two and a half years. We tackle the topics that sometimes are sexy, sometimes they're not. And we bring in subject matter experts to either address these questions or add insight and, and contemplative thought to these areas that are so important in air and especially if you are looking to thrive. So I want to tackle the first question that came in, which deals with relationship. And his was the question. Uh, these questions were very long. I'm going to get to the skinny of them because some of them were like paragraphs. <laughs> there was no pithiness about them, as my friend Bill O'Reilly says. So the first question dealt with the best question that I received dealt with how do you ensure a healthy relationship? That's a great question, right? How do you ensure a healthy relationship? Now, there was no specificity in terms of relationship, but I'm going to broaden uh, the, the, the idea of relationship, not just a romantic relationship, but I'm going to really give the answer as it pertains to a career, a corporate, a business, a romantic a child, anytime there's a relationship or an exchange or an interaction between you and another person, that's kind of where I'm going with this. So John from Queens, my old stomping grounds, New York, Queens. John, I want you to know that there, in my opinion, guys, I want to share something with you. This is all my opinion based on my life's observations and the fact that I have done coaching and I have had opportunities to speak and write and really get involved in the lives of thousands of others over the last 30 years, whether it's in business, whether it's in just uh, um, speaking or coaching or writing. Uh, so I've got a pretty good handle on these answers. But again, they're my opinions. You may have something else differently to offer. But in the question of how do you develop a healthy relationship, John, let me just share with you that you have to have a few things, five things, five things must be in order for you to have a healthy relationship. Let me give you the first one. Before you get involved in any relationship, whether it's romantic, business, partnership, whatever it is, you have to have a personal list of what you're looking for in the relationship uh, that might be developing with someone or something. In other words, if you don't know what you want, if you don't know what you're looking for, then it could be staring you right in the face and you won't identify it. You also won't identify the things that you don't want. So come to the table with a list. This is my list of top 10 things that I want to experience in this relationship that I want to see in the other person who's uh, relationship I'm, I'm building and I'm going to have a checklist so that way I can check off as I'm starting to see as I'm starting to acknowledge that the person or this uh, entity or whoever it is I'm building a relationship with checks off things on my list because I have a list if you have no list then you have no benchmark you have nothing to go with that makes sense once you've got that then now here's the things that you can look into to see if you've got a healthy relationship in store if there's the promise of a healthy relationship number one you have to make sure there's things in common you have to make sure that you have things in common with this other person, with this employer, uh, with this environment, with this church, wherever that you're building a relationship with. You have to have things in common. You don't have to have everything in common, but you better have more things in common than not. Things in common are important. It gives you things to talk about, right? Second thing I would encourage you, you have to make sure that you understand that for better or for worse, one is going to influence the other. 
this relationship that I'm building, is there going to be an influence that is going to help me become a better person or am I going to be worse off? In other words, one person is going to influence the other. And if that influence comes on your side where that influence you already know is probably not going to be a good one, you're going to develop bad habits. You're going to be a different person that you don't like. Uh, people may look at you and say, what happened to you? You used to be this person or that person. And that's as a result of the relationship you're building. If that influence is not strong, then you have to make sure that you recognize maybe that's not the best relationship relationship to develop. Someone is going to influence on the other person for better or for worse. You cannot be at the short end of the worse. Let me give you the third very important if you're building a healthy relationship. You have to know what's non-negotiable and what you're willing to compromise on. When two people come to the table, when there's a relationship being built, in order for that relationship to be healthy, there's have to be there 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 has to be give and take. There has to be negotiation. There has to be some compromise where you can meet in the middle. Well, you have to know what you're willing to compromise on and what you're willing not to compromise on. What's negotiable and what's non-negotiable. If you come to the table knowing that, then you will have a greater experience in making sure that you are engaging in a relationship that will be healthy. I hope that helps, John. Phyllis from Las Vegas sent me a question that talked about happiness. She says, how do you define, how do you find happiness. Great question. I think a lot of people today are searching for that answer, right? I think today we live in a world where it's easy to get discouraged and disappointed and depressed. Um, just look around, right? There's a level of being let down. I think people are, are too quick to be negative about themselves and certainly about you. So happiness is something that today is very elusive. But here's one sure, surefire way, Phyllis, that you can find happiness. At least in, again, my opinion, my observation, my life, you have to know your purpose. You have to find your purpose. It's very difficult to find happiness if you are a wandering gener generality. It's very difficult to find that place of, of peace and calm and arrival and assignment and alignment and happiness if you don't know your purpose, if you yet haven't discovered why you are here. It took me a long time to find that one. But once I did, let me tell you what, I, what, it, what it did for me. It gave me clarity. And I think happiness comes in part when you are clear about your life, about who you are, about your purpose. There's a lot to be said about clarity and playing a major role in being happy. Last question before we go to the break. How do you lose weight fast? <laughs> Boy, I think most people want to hear that question right around now during the holidays, not during the specific holiday time, but certainly the month after the holidays, right? And I'm probably guilty of that because I've been picking out myself. And it's uncharacteristic that I've been picking out. But how do you lose weight fast? And this person said, Jay, I've seen you recently competed in a bodybuilding show. It's no secret that you are someone who's in shape. Uh, and your pictures and your profiles show that you have someone who has been in the fitness field for a long time. A lot of your content is about being fit. How do you lose weight fast? Let me give you the short answer to that, my friend. Number one, I'll, I'll share with you. You don't lose weight fast by starving yourself. That's not the way to do it. Now, there is a way to uh, fast properly as a way to engage momentum in losing weight. Fasting is a very important part of losing weight. But there's no such thing as losing weight fast. And by the way, this question came from Margaret, who's down in Florida. Margaret, there is no such thing as losing weight fast. You have to lose weight uh, with wisdom, you have to lose weight uh, with a sense of uh, with sensibility. But losing weight fast doesn't exist. So let me give you the the way to do that as as sensible as you can. You have to know your numbers, uh, Margaret. How much calories does your body require in order to operate efficiently? You may have to meet with a nutritionist and have them pull these numbers out for you. And as a result of knowing what your calorie intake is, then you can customize and adjust uh, the amount of calories that you're going to reduce in order to create that losing weight phase, but incorporating exercising so that you are exporting more calories than you are importing. That's how you lose weight. I won't say fast, but that's how you lose weight sensibly. Guys, we're coming back after the break with leadership, sales, and entrepreneur uh, entrepreneurship. I love these questions. What a wonderful start to his show. We're going to pick it up after the break. 
Are your sales lagging? Are you frustrated with your ability to effectively communicate the goodness of your product or service? Could your income greatly benefit from you getting better at selling? Hi, this is Jay Mamie, the host of the Jay Mamie Talk Show and the curator of the Thrive Sales Mastery Course. I want you to know that there are answers on how you can get better at the skill of selling. Go to my course, the Thrive Sales Mastery Course. Get the answers you need so you can experience the results you want. Thrive Sales Mastery. Hi, this is Jay Mamie. As a lifelong fitness enthusiast and professional bodybuilder, I know the importance of removing impurities and flushing out toxins to maintain a healthy colon and intestinal system. This is why I take and recommend Renew from First Fitness Nutrition. It also has helped me replenish my probiotics, which is necessary for a healthy gut. Learn more at healthyfriends.firstfitness.com. Welcome back to the Jay Mamie Talk Show with your host, Jay Mamie. Welcome back, everyone, to the Jay Mamie Talk Show. We're cranking along questions that I have been proposed over the last two and a half years. And our first segment, we talked about relationship, happiness, and losing weight. Great questions that my listeners, my followers, and those who responded to my recent poll asked about uh, about what's important and what they wanted to have clarity on or a little bit more direction. In this next segment here, we're going to dive into questions that deal with leadership, sales, and entrepreneurship. And I love it. I love this entire section, but these three really for me are where my heart is. And so the question for leadership, again, folks, this is a question that was the best of the best, but it really was so broad in general that it encompassed many of the other questions that I was being asked about leadership with one full swoop. This question, what is the most effective leadership? What is the most effective leadership? And I can speak about uh, about this for hours, but let me give you what the most effective leadership is. The most effective leadership is when you yourself as a leader are in the trenches first. In other words, I don't think that I've ever seen, been around an organization, uh, have uh, been a part of organizations, spoken at other organizations, where there was a lack of, um, of respect for the leader who wasn't in the trenches. See, when there's a leader who says, hey, follow me, let me go first, and you lead by example, you go into the trenches first, you're the first person in the foxhole, you're going to find that people will respect that. They'll honor that. They're not going to look at you just because of uh, your title and follow you. They may because you have a title, but do you want people to follow you? Do you want people to be led by you uh, because you have a title? Or do you want people to be led by you to follow you because they believe in your mission? They believe in your message, your initiatives, your habits, your character. It speaks for itself. You have honor and you are a do-it-first leader. I'm not interested in following someone who is a talker. I'm interested in following somebody who's a walker. So your effective leadership style has to come from a place that is from a do-it-first position. That's the first thing. By the way, this question came from uh, Brenda, who is in Colorado. Brenda, thank you for the question. Great question. Let me finish off that thought, though, Brenda. It's also about effective leadership. It's also about giving people the space to grow. I think anybody who gets into a position of micromanaging their organization, uh, their management team, I think you fall into, uh, you, you run into the problem of not only turning people off, because let's face it, who wants to be micromanaged? But I think you don't allow people to then at that point really become as creative as they can. And you shortchange the organization's ability to grow, to become uh, creative, to develop new initiatives. If you micromanage people too much to the extent that they feel hindered and handicapped because their creativity is not allowed to develop. Give your people space. Give your people room to grow, to be creative. I think that's the most effective leadership style that you can develop. Be a do-it-first leader, lead by example, and then give your people the space to grow. Give them the freedom to develop their skills naturally. And I think you will always find yourself being honored and looked upon as an authentic, effective leader. Great, great question 
coming from my friend in Colorado. My next question is about sales. Now, this question comes all the way from Australia. I love it. Ron from Australia listens to the program uh, live here on cliff.com, K-L-I-F.com, listens to the program, but he also listens to the rebroadcast on Spotify, which all of you can do the same thing. You know, it doesn't matter if you are not here in the local Dallas-Fort Worth area where I broadcast from. You could be anywhere around the world, and you can just hop on to K to Cliff, K-L-I-F.com. That's the radio station. And you can listen to my program on Sundays at 1 p.m. Central or whatever time zone it is for you. Uh, you don't have to wait around for the rebroadcast to hit the podcast platforms. Ron's question, great question. And again, one of these questions uh, that I could take hours to answer, my sales course dives into this. His question was, and again, it's a sort of a summary of some of the other ones that were very similar, but he had the, he worded it best. He said, what is the, what are the greatest sales flaws? What are the greatest sales flaws. And part of what he was talking about was how do you, as a professional salesperson, what are the mistakes that you can make that can cause you not to have success? And uh, boy, great question, Ron. Let me give you the first one. There's many answers to this. I'm going to give you the top three or four just for time's sake. But number one, asking poor questions is a great sales flaw. If you are a professional service provider, meaning you are bringing solutions to the table to help someone else relieve whatever problem they have or enhance their, their life experience to one extent or another, and they are coming to you uh, for that experience or for those solutions, or maybe you've met them somehow and you are at that point where you're having a discussion, asking poor questions will always create a, uh, a less than experience for them because you're not going to get enough intel you're not going to really get a chance to know who your client is, what their needs are, what they what their wants are, and at the end you're going to make either a uh, unsuitable recommendation. In other words, your recommendation is not really going to suit their needs, or you're going to make recommendation after recommendation that they're going to quickly figure out is this person even listening to me? <laughs> I told them I want this, that, and the other, and they're offering me things that don't line up with what I want or what my desire is, is this person listening? Well, if you ask poor questions, by the way, a good question or questions that peel the onion, they really get to the core of why that person wants that and why is it that they are seeking this particular product or that service or the opportunity. Asking great questions will give you deeper intel. Poor questions won't. Poor questions result and more than likely, uh, an insufficient experience for them and certainly for you. Here's a second flaw. Foregoing getting better. The greatest sales flaw I see that most salespeople have is that they don't think it's important for them to get better. They think just because they've had a modicum of success that they now have arrived, that they don't need to learn anything more. They don't have to grow any anymore. They don't have to study anymore. They don't have to uh, uh, sharpen their axes anymore. And that's a huge mistake. When I speak to sales managers and sales directors, they all agree that becomes the crux of, uh, of the lack of growth for their organization. Not enough salespeople, sales executives, sales professionals really understand the value of pursuing getting better year after year. They forego getting better. That's the second flaw, Ron. Let me give you the last flaw. And again, there's many, many more. The, the last flaw is not knowing your product as well as you should. You can be a great presenter. You can have all the attributes of a great salesperson. You can ask great questions, and you can position your, your proposal wonderfully, but you lack the fundamental knowledge of your product as best you can or with the details that you need in order to succeed. I've seen this happen so many times. Great presenters, great charismatic salespeople, and they, they know their product have fast. <laughs> well, if someone asks you a question about your product and you still don't have for them the answer they need, it's okay to say to them, I'll get that for you. But if your answer to them is, let me find out, let me get that answer for you more than giving them the answer. That means that you lack fundamental understanding of the product, the benefits and the features it offers. And you're going to have a struggle selling, closing more people because they're not going to really have that full faith in you. You will lose the credibility of a subject matter expert over your product. Does that make sense? And the last one, and I love this one. This question comes from Bruce, and Bruce is in the Philippines. 
We've got listeners in the Philippines. Bruce says, I'm sick and tired of my job. <laughs> he says, I want to become an entrepreneur. I've been an employee my whole life. Now he wants to become an entrepreneur. Bruce, let me give you three things you better make sure that you have, brother, before you jump into the world of entrepreneurism. You better make sure that you have enough money saved, man, because there's many who go from an employee to an entrepreneur and the habits, the disciplines are very different. And it takes them a long time, if ever, to get things going. And sometimes they get things going right away. Sometimes they take a little bit longer. You better have money saved so you don't run into financial panic management because you didn't save enough money and you haven't, you don't have a cushion strong enough to weather a slow start to your business. Second thing you better have is family support. Your family better be behind you. If you're going to be an, an entrepreneur going from uh, the steady security uh, stability of a paycheck week to week, you better make sure that your family understands this journey that you are about to embark on. And they have uh, they give you green lights and you have full support. I promise you, launching a business without your family support, without your spouse's support, without your children's support could be very difficult, especially if it's a tough start and the times financially get lean. Make sure you have their support. And here's the last component. Make sure that you have a game plan. Don't wing it. I see so many entrepreneurs who come from an employee background go into business because they're frustrated at, at their job. They're sick and tired of being sick and tired. They want to do something where they embrace freedom, but they don't have a solid game plan. They wing it. And as a result, they struggle more than they need to. Have a solid game plan. Run it by a few people. Make sure you have a product that people need. Make sure that you have uh, the ability to, to convey your message, to, to communicate your content effectively so that your game plan is solid, so that you have the, the greatest probability of having a successful transition from an employee to an entrepreneur. Ron, I appreciate your question. Thanks you for thanks for listening in the Philippines. Folks, that wraps up these questions for today. I told you this is going to be a great show. What a unique opportunity that I, I have to listen to the hearts and the questions of individuals all over the world. I appreciate those of you who have written to me, sent me these questions. We're going to do more of these because I think it is a it's a healthy way to to not only share what others are thinking, but these responses I think are going to help a lot of people along the way. And that's what thriving and that's what this show is all about. I'm excited. Excited about it. We're going to continue to do it. we got a heck of a lot more left on this program. We're going to catch up with you after the break. iCryo is bringing high-tech wellness to biohacking to a luxury level. iCryo is on a mission to elevate lifestyle. All services are designed to help guests feel better, look better, and push them towards achieving their health and beauty goals. Services include whole body cryotherapy, red light therapy, infrared sauna, IV, vitamin shots, and many, many more. You can visit them at iCryo.com. That's iCryo.com. My recent guest, Travis Ayla, president and founder of Elevated Formula, wants you to know that he can help you build a team and show you the difference on how to work on your business instead of in your business. He'll teach you how to leverage yourself to implement systems and build a team to free yourself from being self-employed. Make sure you visit Travis Ayla at TravisAyla.com. That is T-R-A-V-I-S-A-L-A.com. Welcome back to the Jay Mamie Talk Show with your host, Jay Mamie. Welcome back, everyone, to the Jay Mamie Talk Show in studio right now. About to have a fantastic conversation with one of our returning guests. A few months ago, Ron Holloway, who is the owner and the operator of Arrow Coaching LLC, he's a professional coach who pairs his studies and research with the experience uh, of really becoming temporarily blind and cognitively impaired to an invaluable thought leader in the government and beyond. Someone who has not only talked the talk, but he's walked the walk for many, many years. And Ron has helped so many learn the concept of anti-fragility, uh, how to become a meta leader. He's a former special agent with the Department of State Diplomatic Security Service and where he trained others to make good decisions in high pressure, high stakes environments where a mistake could cost someone's life. So he's here today. We're going to talk about his brand new book. Ron, welcome back to the Jay Mamie Talk Show. Hey, thanks, brother, for having me on. Ron, so I know that you are excited about the launch of your brand new book. 
Uh, in fact, you know, you reached out to me and told me that it is now available. And I said to myself, okay, Ron was a fantastic guest not too long ago. He had tremendous value. And I still remember the story of the little piglets. Okay. <laughs> and by the way, folks, for those of you who want to learn more about uh, Ron and his coaching and his, his style and his insight, you certainly want to go back to the library, uh, the archives library of our talk show and pull up the episode where Ron Hotway is on there because you'll find that the insight and wisdom that this gentleman has is really unique and his resume speaks of someone who should have that type of insight. But the book is called Anti-Fragility, 10 Principles to Live By to Turn Crisis into Opportunity. Ron, my first question is, what inspired you, as busy as you are, to write this book? I'm living up to a bargain. One of the principles is there's no atheists in foxholes. Mm-hmm. I spent about 10 years in a foxhole of my own, mm-hmm. curling up in the fetal position at night. And when you're in that, the only thing left to do is pray. I had the same prayer. God, give me the strength to endure. I'll teach what I know to other people. Mm. And every morning I got up, I went to work, learned something new. And here I am. I'm living up to my end of the bargain. Well, I think most people would find that honorable because there's plenty of people when tough times come, they make all sorts of promises. <laughs> and then when they get through that tough time, they never go back and keep those promises, especially when they are prayer-based promises. You know, you've got to uphold your end of the deal too. Um, but why take the risk of being an entrepreneur? You've got a cushy, steady, uh, sought-after profession, Right. Now yeah. you go launching Arrow Coaching LLC into the world of entrepreneur, now into the world of being an author. Um, why take that risk? You got one life. I spent some of it in a cubicle, and I'll never go back. And part of this is about my freedom, so the freedom to do what I want, when I want, where I want, with whom I want. So being an entrepreneur, that is what it is to me, and being self-reliant. The other part is this is the medium through which I can live up to that bargain. Right. If I'm working on a protective detail in Baghdad, that's not going to happen. Right. So I need to get on the mic. I need to get a book out there. Now, your book is a lesson based book. Right. Sometimes people write books either to share personal experiences um, that might be more of a skill set, much more of a sort of like an engineering type of book where you learn the, the, the how to's of something. And then you have life lesson type of books. Right? right. I know this book is based on the lessons you want others to learn. Um, tell me a little bit more about that and why was that so important for you to write a book like that? So I'm a duty bound man. Mm-hmm. I always have been. And, uh, you know, I have a I'm neuro atypical. There's a mental illness associated with it. I pass that on to my future generations. I want them to know this stuff when they have to face the crucible I went through, perpetuate my DNA. Mm hmm. Uh, the other thing, the way I wrote it is I, I wrote principles first. If you only know methods, you're stuck with methods, but if you know principles, you can devise your own methods. Mm. So what I do in the book is I lay out the principles. I kind of make a case for it, some evidence, some of it in the science, some of it, in my personal experience, you know, kind of bearing my own testimony and, uh, some methods. And then I encourage people to investigate, apply practice, repeat, wax on, wax off, Mm -hmm. you know, 30% of the people who experience what you experienced, right? Commit suicide and 60 to 70% go through a period of self-medication to ease the pain, right? They become drinkers, they take drugs and uh, to, to live this life of, of just uh, forgetfulness, intentional forgetfulness, right? Because if you're inebriated, if you're drugged out, you don't remember the pain, right? You, uh, yeah, you, you've accomplished more than most after you yourself went through a battle. What's the differentiator? You know, there's a lot of guys out there telling people what it means to be a man. Mm-hmm. And they're saying a man needs to be dangerous. Or man needs to be this or that. It's pretty simple. Man needs a sense of duty. And I have a sense of duty to my family. And it was that sense of duty that is something to fight for. And it almost cost me because I did think about punching my ticket not to ease the pain, but to collect my life insurance. Mm. And that's what happens to a lot of guys, particularly in law enforcement. I realized that was not going to work. So I endured. And in my mind, I plant seeds in my mind. Conan on the wheel of pain. Mm-hmm. Terminator coming out of the trash compactor, still mm-hmm. going after Sarah mm-hmm. Connor. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's what my mom described me as. She, she never worried about me because she knew I was a Terminator. And I also had a good example of what not to do because when it came from my father, he shot himself when I was 14. Mm. Fortunately, he survived. However, 
doesn't walk. And that wasn't going to be me, and that's not going to be the legacy I leave for my kids. I encourage our listeners, uh, Ron, to really go back and listen to the episode you were on. For those of you that are just catching this particular broadcast and, and have not heard of Ron, and certainly many of you who are new to the show over the last couple of months may not know Ron Holloway's story, but I encourage you to go back to the archives of my radio show. You can find it at any of your favorite podcast platforms and learn his story, hear his story, and you could see how it relates to the book that he's written uh, as as he believes will be, and I believe it will be also a generational book, right? Yeah. This will be a generational writing. Uh, you know, I'm impressed by the fact that Ron has the vision to see beyond his current existence. Many folks, Ron, are not able to do that. They're not able to see beyond their own existence. So they kind of, the old the old uh, adage, live for today, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that's the mindset of most folks. This book that you wrote, not only is it not just living for today, it is living for tomorrow after tomorrow after tomorrow, not just for your family, but the lives of others as well. Let me ask you, every book has nuggets, takeaways. Now you've got 10 principles. I get that. Right. Share with the audience two of those principles, those nuggets, those takeaways that they can expect to receive after reading the book. You can't prevail. David did beat Goliath. However, it's because he was the only one who had a sling. And this is your sling. And as far as what principles I want to highlight, I'm not actually preaching, preaching religion either. But this idea that there are no atheists in foxholes, and then on the flip side, opportunity favors are prepared. Mm-hmm. Because uh, I bought Zoom stock when everybody else bought toilet paper. <laughs> yeah listen that was a preemptive move it <laughs> was, was plain as as a nose on your face mm-hmm. if you weren't watching all the scary stuff if right. you separated the signal from the noise you're cool in the gang mm-hmm. and then you just go to the next step where's the opportunity in this you know in, in one of my prior shows ron i talk about living a preemptive life really and you just really showcase what preemptive thinking is by just saying, hey, I bought Zoom stock instead of buying toilet paper, right? Right. That's a preemptive decision. And obviously, I know now that's so far has paid off for you. I'm sure of it. <laughs> yeah. Sure of it. In our last couple of minutes here, looking at your LinkedIn profile and your website, you have amazing testimonials, recommendations, and so on. You really have to go to Ron's site and also his website, which we're going to put up uh, his website at our site as well, but his website is arrowperformancecoach.com. But you've got laundry lists of great recommendations. But I'm curious, what's the best compliment that you've ever been given? I'm going to give you two. Okay. Quick. Okay. A man I respect, a man who's a hardcore warrior turned to me and said, Ron, there could be 40 guys outside who want to kill us and it's just us. And if you told me we could win, I'd believe you and I'd go. That's great. The other was I was in Spain with my wife and kids and my wife had never been to Europe. I've been plenty of times. And she said, I'm so glad you were here. Uh, and what, and what man doesn't want to hear that? That's right. That's right. You are their protective brother. You I'm are a the professional. Protective. I was a special agent. So yeah. yeah. Well, that's, that's why your resume is so rich with details and life lessons and experiences that the average person is not going to have. So not only is your book, Getting a copy of your book going to benefit every single person. There is no demographic of reader that this is singled out for. This is for every person out there. And again, having a chance to visit your website, ourperformancecoach.com, is going to give people a greater insight into who you are. Uh, and our last final seconds here, Ron, what's your 2023 message? There's a lot of doom and gloom out there. Right. And you can sit there and sit on the train tracks and watch the train coming and see the light, or you can get off the track. And start doing something. A lot of people are sitting on the track. They're glued to the TV. That's right. They're complaining to their neighbors. That is so right. Don't do that. That's right. I, Brom, I couldn't agree with you more. It, it's been an honor, a joy to have you back on the program, Thanks, brother. Bro. Your book is going to be a life changer. That's what a book's supposed to do, change the lives of a reader. Folks, you can pick up the book at ourperformancecoach.com. Uh, and you can also track... Ron down on LinkedIn. He's not easy to, he's not hard. He's not hard to find. He's not hiding. Ron Holloway, you can find him on LinkedIn. We appreciate being on the show, brother. Right. Thank you, Jay. Folks, we'll be right back after the break. Hey, everyone. This is Jay Mamie from the Jay Mamie Talk Show. I just want you to know that my book, my 10th book, is finally available Thrivology. 
action-stoking and thought-provoking quotes and phrases is now available for your purchasing pleasure. This book has already making tidal waves among those who appreciate content that is driven to give you a thrive-minded mentality and also reminders throughout the course of the week of the things you need to do to thrive. Guys, you can pick up my book, Thriveology, at thejmaney.com. Are your sales lagging? Are you frustrated with your ability to effectively communicate the goodness of your product or service? Could your income greatly benefit from you getting better at selling? Hi, this is Jay Mamie, the host of the Jay Mamie Talk Show and the curator of the Thrive Sales Mastery Course. I want you to know that there are answers on how you can get better at the skill of selling. Go to my course, the Thrive Sales Mastery Course. Get the answers you need so you can experience the results you want. Thrive Sales Mastery. Welcome back to the Jay Mamie Talk Show with your host, Jay Mamie. Welcome back, everyone, to the Jay Mamie Talk Show. On the line right now, we have Donnie Boyvin. I mentioned early on in the show that anyone that has a business called the, the Badass Business Summit or is running an event that has the word badass in it, the brother's got to be on the show. <laughs> So Donnie Boyvin is with us today, CEO, Success Champion Networking, the CEO of, of really the Success Champion family of companies. He's also the podcast host of one of the most popular podcasts out there. I think is ranked in the top 20, I believe, probably higher by now, Growth Mode Podcast. And what I love about Donnie, he served our country as a former U.S. Marine. We appreciate his service. Donnie, welcome to the show. Jay, thanks for having me, brother. I'm excited to hang out with you. It's uh, always fun to talk to guys who are local to me and you know get to learn more and tell a story well you were introduced to us by a former guest uh kaylee ocampo and i appreciate her introducing me to you i had heard about you because it's, it's very difficult not to hear about you and what you're doing but the formal introduction was great and when you and i had a chance to chat we hit it off and, and who we are on the show about to impact the lives of others but before we dive into the goodness of what donnie boyvin is doing for the world really uh can you share with us a little bit about your story yeah, for sure. So I did, as you said, four years in Marine Corps, 20 years as a straight commission sales rep, turned 40 and got tired of making everybody else wealthy. So I did the craziest thing. I jumped out on my own and launched the company Success Champions. Um, you know, I spent my entire career as a sales guy. So learning to be a business owner was a massive feat for me. So six months into running my business, I looked at my wife and said, babe, we're about to lose everything we own because I didn't know what the heck I was doing. Um, found podcasting in May of 2018. Uh, the shows took off. My non-compete from sales went away. And I started changing how the world communicates when they do sales. Flash forward to where we are now. Um, I run the Success Champions family of companies. That's six companies altogether. A uh, couple of consulting firms, about Badass Business Summit, Magazine, Success Champions Networking. And because Facebook and Google made me mad the other day, we just launched Events with an Edge. So we're just fixing how the world sells and making sure everybody can grow and scale. I like that. Events with an Edge. Now, that's new. Uh, share a little bit more about that. That sounds interesting. So for the Badass Business Summit, um, we've got 17 speakers coming from around the world, around the U.S., excuse me, to talk about growing and scaling your business. A lot of sales, a lot of social media stuff, amazing people. Well, the word badass itself, according to Facebook, Google, LinkedIn, Twitter, is shocking content. Mm. And so they shut down my ads and all these different sites. So in a moment of rage, I said, all right, we won't play their game. We'll create our own. So I had my team go out. We bought the domain eventswithanedge.com. We had one of my team go out and find every event around the world that has any sort of profanity in the title, which there's quite a few. Mm -hmm. um, and we put them on the site, and we are going to put them on the site for free and then offer some advertising opportunities for them to get some exposure. And we'll use the money that they spend to buy ads on our site to then go buy ads on Facebook, Google, YouTube, and everything and get around the algorithm, if you will, to get these guys some exposure because they can't uh, do any sort of traditional social media advertising. So, now, you know, what's amazing is I'm hearing you um, share the story, which, again, is not something that you and I shared earlier. And I'm glad that you brought it up now. It, there, there's a whole lot that you can take away from what you're doing. You were, and to some extent, 
turned down by by another organization, right? They said, you can't do this, you can't do that. And and like a lot of people, they would have taken that and said, okay, well, maybe they would have given up. They would have let that dream get away or or just really throw in the towel. But you didn't do that. You said, I've, I, I'm sticking to my guns. And, and you did something that most people won't do. You opened up a brand new website, created something new, a new avenue of opportunity um, because you stuck to your guns. How important is it? If you're going to be successful in anything, how important is it to stick to your guns and just find a way to make it happen? Uh, you know, a couple of things. I think people that find some sort of success, especially in business, are people who are too dumb to quit. Um, because most people would have thrown in the towel uh, along the lines. Uh, I think entrepreneurs in general are just a little chaotic. You know, but the having grit is one of the greatest assets mm-hmm. you can have in life in general. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's your ability to go get punched in the face and keep stepping forward. And, you know, as entrepreneurs, we wake up every morning knowing we're going to take the hits. Um, and we usually smile and say, okay, let's see what we can break today and do it again. And that's made all the magic happen in our world. You know, I like what you said. And, and that's, I couldn't agree with you more as, as a true entrepreneur. And, you know, there are so many who think they're entrepreneurs, but I call them delusionalpreneurs. <laughs> they're delusionalpreneurs, right? They won't take the punches. In fact, if they see a ring, they go the other way. They're not interested in conflict. They're not interested in fighting for what they believe in. Uh, they just uh, they'll cave in and cower in the corner when times get tough. And and obviously, those that are badass are going to rise to the occasion and really take it to, to take it on the chin and keep going. And that's obviously who you are. But I want to talk about your magazine a little bit because you've got a, a magazine that you've also founded. Um, it's Success Champions Magazine. What inspired you to start that? And, and what's in that magazine that can help? small business owners highlight their brands? Yeah, for sure. So, you know, the greatest thing I can tell anybody who's building a business is create a community and then build specifically for them. Uh, it's interesting. Is one of the early things we did on the business was create a Facebook group called Success Champions. And as we were putting content in that group and growing and bringing all the people together, they kept asking us for more and more content and we found ourselves in a situation where we couldn't keep up with the amount of content they wanted to, to consume. So a member of my team suggested we do a magazine. I laughed. I'm like, nobody reads magazines anymore. And then they said we could do it only online, which intrigued me that you could do an actually an online magazine. So um, we took content from the members of our Facebook group, Success Champions, and we write content for other small business owners. So all the content is written in there by the people that are in the trenches building their businesses in different industries. So that may be virtual assistants that have been that outsourced. That may be uh, sales automation guys. It may be creative folks. But they're writing about real-world things that they're going through and teaching other business owners how to make life a little bit easier by learning from them. So this isn't where you have Fortune 500s and big conglomerates you know, trying to tell you what it was like back when they were small. These are true small business owners teaching um, all the things they learned from their mistakes and giving tactical tips and advice that people can apply right to their businesses. So we've been a year into doing this magazine, mm-hmm. and it has been a lot of fun to put together. There's something magical about getting like-minded people who have what I call in-the-trenches experience together because those folks – can help others either get through whatever challenges they're going through or help them avoid the challenges that they've been through because they can relate. There's a lot to be said about being relatable to one another. So I think this magazine hits that out of the park. But I want to take it back. Let's take it back 20-something years ago. Actually, probably more, brother. Let's take it back when you got out of the Marines and you just got out. You're 22 years old, trying to figure out what's the next step in your life, like most uh, 22 year olds, 23, whether are coming out of service or coming out of college, you're, you're wondering, what am I going to do next? What's my next move? And here you go 100% into straight commission sales, uh, no salary at 22 years old. It takes a lot of guts to do that. And you hang in there for 20 years until you decide at age 40 to do something different. What did those 20 years of in the trenches, commission selling teach you about life, about tenacity and about treating other people? You know, I think the biggest takeaway from my journey is nobody else is going to do it for you. You know, nobody's going to hold your hand and say, hey, come follow me, go this direction. I, I think it's a lot of about 
discovering who you are on a journey and keep moving forward. I've found over the years that the more I aimed to take risks, the more I pointed in the directions of things that scared me, um, the more I did things that would challenge me to personally grow, the bigger my life got. And I think having a straight commission background like I have over the years um, taught me that, you know, only today matters. Mm-hmm. You know, what happened yesterday doesn't matter. What happens tomorrow doesn't matter. Only today matters. And I think if anybody can get to the final point of focusing 100% on today and making it an awesome day, life gets really simple from there. And I couldn't agree with you more, man. The more that you challenge yourself, the more you find out about yourself. And that applies to anything. Not only is business, it could apply with relationships, family, your health, your finances. It could apply to a lot of different areas of your life. If thriving is your intent, but let's take a look at what happens now at age 40. You look at yourself at age 40 and where most people, by that point, they're they're sort of settling in. They're a little bit comfortable. They've got family, have kids. The last thing they would think about doing at that stage in life is to pivot and do something completely different, especially chasing a dream of business ownership. It's a scary thing, but here you go. You did it at age 40. Because you got tired of helping build someone else's dreams, you wanted to build your own. What does that mean? I mean, how does that happen at age 40? What went through your mind when you decided, I've got to make some changes, I've got to chase my own dreams? Yeah, great question, Jay. You know, it was was fascinating is I had worked my way up to a partner of a sales training firm, and I really thought sales training was going to be like my end-all, be-all. That was a retirement plan and everything. Uh, but me and my then business partner went out to dinner, and during this dinner celebration of everything we built, um, talking about specifically what um, it looked like moving forward, um, I had an epiphany at that moment that I wasn't living my own life, mm-hmm. um, that I was living everybody else's dreams. And after that dinner, I sat in my parking and sat in the parking lot in my truck, and I just kind of looked over everything that I've done and every place that I've been, and realized that I'd really played it safe. Even though I was straight commission, even though that I was, you know, doing some awesome things in sales, I was playing a really safe life. So I gave myself an ultimatum. I said, "You either get in the game, or you put your head down and shut up and quit dreaming." Mm. And that was a moment that I'm like, "All right, let's do this. Let's take the biggest leap, take the biggest risk, and let's see what happens." You know, giving yourself an ultimatum sometimes is the best way to get you moving. I let people know oftentimes, in fact, I was giving a, a talk yesterday and I let those guys in there know that it's really when you go from a sense of urgency to a state of an emergency that you find out what you're made of. Oh, for sure. For right? sure. I love that phrase. So let's go here. Now, last minute, I want to talk about your new networking initiative here. You've got Success Champion uh, in uh, networking that you now have uh, dived into. In our last minute... How does that networking opportunity work, and what makes it so different from all the other networking groups that are out there? Yeah, so traditional networking is a group of people sit around the room. They tell a bunch of boring, what they call 60-second commercials. Somebody gets up, does a really boring 10-minute presentation that nobody cares about, and (laughs) that's the meeting, right? That's true. So I set out to fix that. You know, So we launched in March of 20. We now have 42 chapters across the U.S., and we continue to scale and grow. But you'll never sit in the same style of meeting. It's heavily focused on education and training. Um, We only allow badass people to come into the chapters. No multi-level marketing or network marketing folks. Um, You know, we are primarily B2B focused. We have a national network that you get to be a part of. um, And sales training at the level I was doing before I launched my own companies. And the cost is only $47 a month. And what we just set out to do is to fix what everybody hates about networking. Look, when I launched my business, nobody was teaching me how to be successful in business. So I had to learn. And so now I'm teaching as many people uh, as I can so they can be successful and open doors for others. It's been a hell of a ride. Well, it sounds like you're on to something, and I agree with everything you said about networking groups. Donnie, it's been a joy having you on the show. You and I are going to have way more collaborative work in the future. We're going to have you back on the show to check in with you every six months or so. You've got great uh, insight to offer, and we appreciate you being on the show today, brother. Oh, Jay, thank you. My honor. And guys, if you get any value out of the show, please share the show out with your network. Help Jay out. There's nothing greater than for you to tell another fan to listen to a show. It means everything. I appreciate that. And we're going to have Donnie's information up at our website, folks, so you can pick up uh, where we left off here and dig a little further into Donnie Boyvin. Come back next week for more Thrive Time. Until then, keep thriving.